You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. I'm just going to do a brief little bit in relation to maiden heifer weight targets, and it's uh, to con- coincide with what is a new calculate, um, herd weight profile that has been launched by ICBF in the last number of days. Uh, so everybody that's in Herd Plus will have access to this, and I suppose uh, you'll see through the course of the presentation, and I'll give you a quick snapshot of what the actual profile looks like as well, and you can look it up yourselves in your own Herd Plus uh, profiles afterwards. Um, but you'll get a, I suppose the beauty of it is it's acknowledging the um, the difference in weights of different heifers within groups, I suppose, depending on their maintenance of index. Okay. So just to give you a short presentation here. So maiden heifer targets, why do we want to hit the target? I suppose it's, it's very important, obviously, in terms of achieving good performance from our group of heifers when they eventually hit the parlor um, in 12 months time or sorry, 18 months time, I suppose, at this stage. So the target is for the group and not the average. So I suppose we need to be very careful around the when we say that the on, on average the group could actually be on target, but there could be a huge variation around that average. And that's a very important piece. So if we say that our average is supposed to be 200 and we are on average 200, but there are animals that are 160 kilos and there are animals that are 240 kilos in that, in that group, then on average, obviously, we're okay, but uh, there are, are animals that are overperforming, I suppose, if you, for want of a better way of describing it, and also those that are underperforming. So it's important to point out as well, because it's often a common misconception that too heavy is not a good thing always either, uh, because actually heifers that are too heavy have been shown to have poor fertility subsequently when they are bred in March or April or April or May next year. And... The other impact of animals that are too heavy is that they tend to lay down a bit of fatty tissue into the other as well. So often they don't milk that great. And the, uh, and sometimes there is a connection with their longevity in, in the herd being affected as well by being too heavy at, at the start. So we kind of need to manage them in such a way that they're on the target weight that they're supposed to be. And obviously, I suppose the emphasis of this presentation will be that we're looking at the ones that are too light um, and too light is, isn't a good thing either. So... So too light obviously feeds true in terms of animals. Uh, they, they're not fit for breeding. If they are bred at the stage that they're bred, they're behind target the whole way through the second season a lot of the time. They don't ever catch up unless there's a- actual work and effort put into making them catch up. And if they don't catch up, they calve down at lower body weights than what they're supposed to. And as it is, heifers will not perform anyway, at the, obviously because they're calving down for the first time. They're not at their full mature body weight. They're still growing through their first lactation. Uh, and Animals that are suboptimal in terms of their weight actually don't milk well um, and actually will probably struggle to make the weight over time as well because, as I said, they're behind from the start and it's very difficult for them to make up any extra ground in that phase. Um, it can take, they can probably make it up, but it takes probably into out into the third lactation before they do that. And there's a lot of lost performance uh, goes by the wayside at that stage. So what weight should they be? I suppose it's often a question that we get asked and I, I suppose there's a, a, a multitude of calculators, etc. available for people. But look, a rough rule of thumb that I often, always use with people is that you'd be expecting animals to be gaining on average 0.7 of a kilo a day. Um, so that will give you in a 30 day month, it's going to give you 20 kgs plus so 21 kgs approximately around that to 20. And if you just use the, if you just work, figure out whatever number of months you have passed, so this stage now we have maybe February average if we average the, the, the date of birth as being mid, the middle of February, those calves are now nine months old. And if we take a, an approximate 40 kg birth weight for 
the black and white's probably slightly lower for the, the crossbred calves, obviously maybe 30, 35 kilos at most. Uh, and we add that to our 180, which is our 20 kgs per month by nine months, we get 220 kgs. So that's a very quick figure that people can do. Um, if you are weighing your calves and you want to figure out wh- what they should be or what you, roughly what they should be for at the point of weighing, that's a good guide for you to use. Uh, however, I suppose that you'll all know from looking at your ICBF reports and so forth that there's variation, obviously, in terms of the maintenance sub-index. Again, if we look at the EBI report itself, there's a maintenance sub-index there for the herd. But there, again, there's going to be variation around that. A lot of herds probably in around 10 to 15, maybe to 20, K, 20 euro for maintenance. Uh, and that's very, very well correlated to the weight for the herd. So a zero maintenance sub-index figure would suggest that the mature body weight of the, the cow, uh, which is a third lactation animal is going to be 640 kgs. 10 euro uh, is, is going to be somewhere around the five, f- 590 kgs and 20 euro is going to be around 540 kgs. So that maintenance sub-index is the most accurate guide, but obviously, as I said, there's variation um, with the animals because of the maintenance sub-index. So there's a new ICBF heifer weight profile that will capture the weights as you enter them. So as you record your weights, whatever way you do them, some people get ICBF technicians out weighing stock. Uh, you, you can be weighing them yourself using maybe some of the, the apps that are available to record those weights and they'll upload onto ICBF. Uh, and then they'll they, what, what that will do is basically give the weight into the ICBF. ICBF will basically put that weight against the animal that you've weighed. Uh, and and give you a weight relative to their maintenance sub-index weight requirement. So it's basically saying that this animal has a sub-index of zero. Uh, they're expected to be 640 kgs as a mature cow. So therefore, they need to be at 30% of that at, at six months. They need to be at 60% of it at nine months and 90% of it uh, a month prior to calving, that kind of scenario. And they're going to classify them then for you in terms of where they are relative to that weight target. So um, I suppose the, the good thing about it is it's, it highlights the heifers that are greater than 20 kgs under target in light red. And then the heifers that are greater than uh, 30 kgs under target are highlighted in dark red. So the advantage of it, I suppose, is it's very quickly collating the data that you've entered when you've gone to the bottom of weighing your stock and, and classifying them very quickly that you can identify the, the animals that are under target. I suppose the the important thing in relation to that maintenance sub-index is because there is variation around that, you can have actually animals that are performing very well relative to their maintenance sub-index. And then obviously that you can have animals that are underperforming relative to that as well. So while an animal, you could have two animals that are weighing 180 kilos, one of them could actually be under target and the other could be actually on target. Um, So I suppose that's the the beauty of it is that it's classifying them on the basis of the sub-index. And that avoids you having maybe thinking that the animal that's on target at the 180 kilos needs extra feeding when actually they're just on they're ticking along nicely and need to be carried on at that at the rate that they're going. So what to do, I suppose, with the under target animals. Um, I suppose actually firstly I'll I'll just stop sharing this screen now and I just hop back into share the actual weight profile just so people can see it. So when you go onto your uh, applications. It's slightly differs for what we look at. Uh, as I said, we have an advisor profile that we come on through, um, but it should be under your options, basically, and view profiles. And heifer weight is going to be at the bottom under the on the right-hand side. There's kind of three columns come up there, um, and you'll be able to pick up the heifer weight profile under that. So now we have it here. 
So um, <clears throat> as you can see here, you can see the sires here, the dates of birth. So Kildalton calved that a little bit earlier into January. Um, EBI is identified here. The maintenance subindex is calculated then or is shown here as well. And the last date of weighing is identified here as well. So you can see the 17th of August, uh, 23rd of August is some of the other weights that are done here. Um, and they're the most recent weights. And what you can see across then uh, are the age of weight uh, of age at weighing. So you can see that these are the in-calf heifers basically. So they're 19 months and we have the um, weanlings that are there this year at seven months weight at, on the 23rd of August. And you can see that their last weight, if it was recorded, is there. What's their average daily gain for, since their birth? And you can see that we have, as I said there, you'd be targeting 0.7 and we can see that we can have a range of anything from 0.65 there, I think is the lowest in that one there, up to 0.81 at this animal here. 0.62 is actually the lowest there when we look at that. And then in the younger stock, we can see that there's an animal here that's actually highlighted as being greater than 30 kilos under target, has only performed at half a kilo, just over the half a kilo average daily gain. Um, and similarly for the other one that's down here, highlighted as being greater than 30 kilos as well. And then some only marginal enough gain, I suppose, at 0.6 of a kilo per day for the other couple that are highlighted as just being over the 20 kilos. So they're in that 20 to 30 kilos under target weight. And as I said, anything over 30 kilos then is highlighted in the darker rate. So obviously, um, Zerlina and the, the team in, in Kildalton will be have maybe may moved on these already in terms of these weights are from August, obviously, so two, two months ago. So we'd one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight weanling heifers that had needed uh, preferential treatment. So and we would, I would have spoken about this in the past as well, that it's probably in a lot of cases um, on commercial farms, it's easier to actually uh, try and sort out the weight differences before we go into sheds because we don't always have the capacity to divide housing, especially for weanlings. They're probably on the, the, the lesser quality or the lesser uh, spacious accommodation, I suppose, over the winter. Uh, and obviously the the actions have maybe been taken already with these and the same will be true of the in-calf heifers as well anything that needs uh, preferential treatment the sooner that you act on that the better because uh, the closer we go to calving the less uh, gain they're going to make because obviously they're going to start um, their their intake is compromised and obviously they just barely maintain themselves really in a lot of cases so it's important that we try to act as soon as possible, which is why I'm talking about it today. And as I said, it coincided as well with the lads releasing the heifer weight profile. So just uh, I'll pop back to my presentation here now again. So, so what to do with the under-target animals? They're going to need preferential feeding. And as I said, that needs to be moved on sooner rather than later, especially if uh, we're only identifying these poor performing animals now. Uh, Overwinter growth can be poor depending on silage quality, and that's important to point out. So I talked about trying to hit a target of 0.7 kgs a day there on average, but we, we've seen from research work that Emer Kennedy has done here uh, on weight gain in maiden heifers down through the years, that that can drop back to as low as a half a kilo a day, uh, depending on silage quality, if only feeding silage. So obviously we need to be feeding something with it in order to keep up um, weight. And we may need to feed more depending on the quality of the silage that we're working with. So obviously that points it to in itself then that we need to know the quality of the silage that we're working with. Uh, and that's there's a positive to that as well from the point of view of adequately feeding the animals that are actually on target and adequately feeding the animals that are under target. 
Um, but also we can actually save a bit of feeding here if we actually have good quality silage. So I've had clients in the past that have good quality silage over the winter and would have only fed a kilo a day where they would have normally fed two kilos a day to their on-target animals. So obviously that can be quite a substantial saving if we if we were to look at it as being maybe a three or four month winter phase at uh, 30 days a month, um, you could have anything up to 120 days. So that could be 120 kilos versus uh, 240 kilos, which obviously is going to be a saving in itself. So that w- there's an advantage in terms of analysing the silage from that point of view that we're not overdoing the, the animals that don't need to be overdone if silage quality is good. And also, more importantly, that we're not underdoing um, all the animals, basically, if we're not feeding the silage that we, the quality of the silage that we need in order to drive those on. And remember, uh, like that good quality milking cow silage that we talk about is really the type of silage that weanings need to be on as well in order to hit the target gains that we're talking about. Typical advice would be that they would be fed anywhere from one to two kilos um, for the, ma- the normal group and a minimum of two kilos would be needed for animals that are under target then. So finally, I suppose just to summarise, it's important that we weigh heifers um, sooner rather than later. As I said, preference would be probably that it will be done before the grazing season is finished up and that we can have some remedial action maybe implemented at that stage. Um, but that will probably carry through to the winter as well. Those animals, unless they're, they're, they're very marginally behind, can often remain behind through the winter period and they need to be fed on and they may need even to be turned out preferentially early uh, to get good grass into them to try and drive intakes up over the kilo a day along with feeding uh, in the springtime. It's very, very important that we know the quality of the silage that they are being fed in order to kind of adjust the feeding rates accordingly. As I said, that's important from the point of view that we can actually avoid spending too much on feeding, but it's also important that we don't underfeed animals that are performing because we've got done well maybe to get them to where they are, have them on target, and if we undercook them then during the winter period, they're actually going to be coming out of the sheds under target and we're back again then trying to push them to, to hit targets for breeding. Um, it's important that we're feeding everything appropriately and then we, it's more important then that we feed those under target animals to increase their daily gain to achieve their target weights. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, if you have any questions, by all means, pop them in there in the chat. But it's just important that people are conscious, I suppose, as today is the 27th of October, going to be housing stock in the if we're in some cases we're probably already after housing stock because of weather conditions but it's important that we look at uh, the weights of those animals going in um i suppose talk to your vets in relation to the dosing regime that you need to implement with those uh, we've been talking maybe a little bit in the past maybe about uh, pre-housing doses being done there over the next uh, number of weeks maybe um and then the i suppose we need to look at um, vaccination strategy as well. So have we been having pneumonia issues with stock in sheds? Trying not to house, obviously, it's a difficult, a major challenge at the moment, trying not to house animals on a wet day uh, so that they're going into the shed wet and going to be basically cramp, cramping or being maybe cramped up a little bit inside in the shed uh, and in obviously in lesser air flow areas than they would be if they were outside. So try to house on a dry day to avoid respiratory issues. And as I said, maybe making sure that they're dosed properly and vaccinated properly, which is a, a job to talk to your vet about. So there's just one question in there. Is it too late to weigh in calf heifers? I wouldn't think so, Mike, to be honest. I think it's a, it's fair enough that you can still weigh them. If anything, I suppose you, it gives you the option of doing something with them if they are a little bit behind. That uh, Again, you can divide up the shed 
depending on the facilities. And that's why it's important that we have good facilities, that we have scope to, to maybe handle animals that are suboptimal condition, etc. Suboptimal weights in, in the terms of the heifers. So where the stock now, see if they are under target. And it, 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 again, with the in-calf heifer, I suppose, the sooner that we can do that, so kind of front-loading the extra feeding now is going to be more beneficial for them in terms of that they can take advantage of some bit of weight gain over the next two months. But once they hit into kind of month eight, month nine of pregnancy, they're going to you're going to find it very difficult to actually get any major gain at that stage. So I think it's worthwhile doing. The sooner the better, obviously. And as I said, front load it and then maybe ease off then actually as they approach uh, calving because there's always a concern of kind of pushing them too hard in relation to calf size, etc. So it's feasible to consider that. So we'll leave it at that for today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be talking to you again next week. Thank you. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs and thanks for listening.